0: The Silver Voices Project, which allowed for digitization and sharing of this archival audio, was made possible by a grant from the U.S. Institute of Museum and Library Services, grant number ma three zero one nine zero six eight one one nine. Would you tell us once again, Mr. Anderson, how you got started in motion pictures?
1: How I got the the, uh, the original start and pictures. Yes. Well, that was just I was in New York in 1903, uh, trying to go on the stage. That was my initi- initial initial uh, I desire to go on the stage, and then I kept pounding these agents, possibly getting a job. And so one day I uh, went into uh, John Inch. He had a theatrical agent. He was the father of. Thomas Ince, and John Ince, Jr., Mm -hmm. see? And uh, he said, well, there's nothing you're doing today, Anderson. And I said, well, that's the same as yesterday. The day before yesterday, he said, it's going to be the same tomorrow, too, maybe. I said, "Okay," And just as I started out, he said, well, wait, Anderson, would you work for 50 cents an hour? I said, well, I'd work for peanuts right now, if there's anything that you could eat. So he said, I'll tell you what you do. Uh, Go down to the Edison studio on 21st Street and uh, see a, a Mr. Porter there. Mm-hmm. So, I went down to the Edison's, and when I went in there, they ha- were having a coffee break, and they were drinking coffee and had some donuts on the table, and Porter, who was a very nice fellow. after he found out, he said, well, what do, you, what do you want, young man? I said, well, candidly, I, I want a cup of coffee. He says, well, sure, sit down. And if you're not allergic to donuts, have a donut. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know what allergic means, but I, <laughs> I know what donuts mean. So, I had two donuts. So, then he said, well, I'll tell you, boys. Then he started talking general. It looks like the picture business is going go-fluey. Going he said, that they, uh, the theaters are putting them out. They, at that time, they used to use them what they called chasers. When the picture come on, the people used to get up and go out. But they didn't have the story pictures. They had uh, scenics and a fire engine coming down the street and an April Fool joke or something like that. So I, so I kind of got a little uh, effrontery upon myself. I said, I said, you know, don't you know, think, Porter, if you made the pictures longer and more interesting? He said, what do you mean longer? Well, I said, what well, make them, say, a thousand feet. Well, he said, a thousand feet? He says they wouldn't sit through a thousand feet. So I said, well, I think they'd sit through ten thousand feet if they were interesting enough. He said, Oh, I don't know. Then another fella, he piped up, I think his name is Martinelli. He said, See, that's right, Porter. You know, I was in a sketch once called The Great Train Robbery. And then we then it was made into a play, into four-act play, and they liked it better in a four-act play than they did in the sketch. He said, he said, I think that followed along this line of argument. Porter says, it does, it does kind of click, doesn't it? And he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll talk to the powers that be, and you, you po- boys come back Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. So when he come back, he says, well, they're lukewarm about it. They didn't think that uh, it would stand the length in a the theater, and they think it would cost too much. They said it would cost at least seven or $800. I said, well, that isn't much. Well, of course, it isn't much, you know. The day a picture yep. like that yep. costs eight hundred thousand. <laughs> well, anyway, he says, "Well, we'll make it." He says, "Do you ride, Anderson?" "Ride," right, I said. I says, "I was born on a horse and raised in a saddle." He said, "Well, then you're a train robber." And the only thing I knew about a horse was he had four legs and a <laughs> tail to switch the flies off with. Well, anyway, we started out to make the train robbery. We you know where it was made over, in, yeah. around Fort Lee, yeah. in Jersey over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got the horse assigned to me, I was going to be a trainer, I and ride a horse. He got assigned to me, I started to mount him, and somebody urged Hey, bud, I wouldn't mount that horse on that side. I said, what's the difference? What side do you mount him on? He said, well, you mount him on and you'll find out the difference. And so, well, okay, I'll mount on the other side. I, I started to mount him <laughs> on and the horse will kick you off of you am on sure. the wrong side, you know. Sure. And so I mounted, and we, we started off to a location, and that horse kept bouncing and bouncing, and I kept bouncing and bouncing higher, and finally b- bounced me off. And <laughs> Porter come up and he says, say, Anderson, I thought you said you were born on a horse. I says, I was, but not on this horse. <laughs> so he says, okay. He says, I think you were born on a rocking horse. He so says, you, you do all your train robbing from the foot. Well, anyway, we made the great train robbery. And you know how it, what reception it got. And I went down to see it. It was shown in Eden's Museum on 14th Street. Mm-hmm. You know that, where the Eden's Museum is. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised, of course, I know you weren't there, but uh, the way it, the reception it <laughs> got. And they yelled and shouted, catch him! kill him! shoot them, kill him!" And then after the picture was over, they started yelling, run it again, run it again, run it again. And they did. They sat there twice and kept yelling, on, "Run it again!" <laughs> and finally, they turned up the uh, the lights and they run run us all out. And on the outside, there was a, oh, a thousand people waiting to get in. They just said, "I don't know where they got, got the rumor about this year' picture being shown." Mm-hmm. Well, that's the history of the Great Train Robbery.
0: In the Great Train Robbery, aren't you the? Uh, uh one of the persons on the passengers on the train who in the lineup run yeah I, a I good was,
1: shot? I, well that's one of the, the the outstanding things when the passengers are all lined up and they had the guns on us, so I took them to my noodle to run away and I got shot yeah well that's one then after I got shot I went back to be a train robber again. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Did the, how did the audience react to that final shot
1: where the bandit takes a gun and fires it point blank at the audience? Oh, there, there, down there, and you, they all it Don't shoot! Don't shoot! They ducked down behind the seat. And, <laughs> sa- and Sam Goldman told me, he said, when he saw that shot, he said, that's the thing that decided him that could excite the audience. That's the business I'm going into.
0: <laughs> Mr. Anderson, at the... Uh, before you went to work on, with Edison Company, had you seen many films as a boy yourself? Had well, you there seen was many motion pictures? Well,
1: the only films that I saw were the films in the Mutoscope Company, which were made in 50 Feet, you know. Mm-hmm. But they were, <coughs> pardon me, you turned the handle mm-hmm. and all these uh, paper
2: yeah. uh,
1: flipped yeah. and looked like a, a moving picture. Yeah.
0: Were you particularly impressed with those? Oh, that uh, when, I,
1: when I saw that picture on I dedicated myself to the moving picture yes. business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the future, in fact, I saw uh, mm-hmm. the future, I didn't see the future 50 years from then, but I saw the future 10 years. Of yeah. mm-hmm. course, I, I didn't, nobody saw the, the future 50 years from no. then like no. it is today.
0: No. no, no, that was impossible. But yeah. I
1: saw what it would be in 10 years, and it was just as I saw in 10 years, mm-hmm. or in 50 years, during my tenure, in the moving picture business. Mm-hmm. Then I, uh, as I said, uh, it is a funny thing. That didn't inspire the Edison Company, the reception that they received. Yeah. They kind of slowed up on making pictures and finally went out of the business mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew that they were fading out, and yeah. Porter knew it too. Mm-hmm. Well, th- that was on account of Edison. He, he himself didn't care about the, the perpetuation mm-hmm. or, or the commercial end of anything. Mm-hmm. That, that he patented. All he cared about that the, su- the success of it. Mm-hmm. See, he didn't care about the commercial end where he benefited in the commercial end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why. Because he, he did make a speech one day to the patents company. That was a company formed by the S&A, the, Calum, the mm-hmm. you remember the old patents company. Mm-hmm. He said, now boys, he said, don't try to stifle and keep 100% of this business because you can't do it. Mm-hmm. There's no business was not going to expand. You better let other people come in because Mm -hmm. it's going to progress, which they didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And then just for not letting them come in is what forced them out. The Zuckers came in, and the Fox came in, Mm -hmm. the Selznicks came in, Mm -hmm. and the Laskies came in, who were not picture people, but they were dang smart businessmen. They saw possibilities. Mm -hmm. And the other people in it, like myself, well, I saw the possibilities, but I wasn't a Mm businessman, like Spohr, Kennedy, the Calum, yeah. and the uh, the biograph people—all they saw was the present mm-hmm. and, and making the money as as was. Yeah. They never saw themselves being pushed out of it, mm-hmm. which they about finally were.
0: Did you continue to work with Edison for a while after making the Great Train Yeah, the I
1: I worked there uh, uh, a, a short time, mm-hmm. and then I saw there was there was there was nothing. A, a beneficial company to me, but mm-hmm. posing in pictures, mm-hmm. and I did all the posing I wanted to pose. In fact, I posed for, for artists, and I'll tell you, I don't know. Want me to tell it?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: When I was posing for artists, uh, I went up one day. I posed for uh, uh, Lion Decker Brothers. I don't know if you remember them. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. And Charles Dana Gibson yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, Harrison Fisher, sure. and those fellows. So one day I went up to uh, Charles Dana Gibson's studio. He he did most of the women, you know. Mm-hmm. See, and then of course I, I was pretty pretty good looking chap. <laughs> <so> you were. <laughs> so and here's the this, this here is her picture, I think you saw that. I got a little one too, I'll give you. Like this. You can have one of those okay.
0: if you want. Thank you.
1: I'll put a name on it after a while. Mm-hmm. Sure. See? Well anyway. He said, uh, I'm, "I'm illustrating a a, a, a a story, a a, a, a book, called A Cowboy and the Lady.'" He said, "Anderson, I think you'd make a pretty good cowboy." I said, "What? What's a cowboy?" <laughs> he, said, well, I he said, "I don't know. I guess he's a fellow that is out on the ranch and uh, takes care of the cows." I said, "They don't have any cows on the ranch. They have cattle." You you, you you mean a cattle range? He said, I don't know anything about it. He said, but I'll get you the outfit and you, you pose. Yeah. Well, I said okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, he posed and he, and he made this is a replica the picture made. Mm-hmm. He said, well you do you do make an ideal cowboy. Mm-hmm. Well I'll tell you this one later what the genuineness of that. Mm-hmm. So well, where will we go? <laughs>
0: that's that's all right. Uh. Huh? uh, uh do you remember what other Edison pictures you made at the time, the, the sort of work you did for Edison? Do you remember anything about any of the other films? Yeah, before?
1: I made a picture for Edison. It wasn't a long picture, just a couple of short pictures. One yeah. um, was called The Messenger Boy's Mistake. They went back making short pictures, but they made them about a hundred and hundred and fifty feet.
2: Yeah.
1: See, mm-hmm. called The Messenger Boy's Mistake.
0: Yeah. And were there any more that you made for them that you remember? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, I, mean, I think a couple more, but I don't remember. Yeah, the name. I d- I did make one for them. Uh, Call the false alarm or something false like that. False alarm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, we want we, in in the picture we wanted to uh, uh, catch a fire engine coming down mm-hmm. the street, mm-hmm. and I went to the fire department and I asked mm-hmm. the uh, fellow in charge. I think they had the horses at that time. In fact, I think they did. Yeah. I said to him, I said, Cat, I said, we're, we're taking a moving picture. Would you get out the fire department so we could take a picture of him? He said, what are you talking about? I said, we're taking a moving picture, and we, we, we want a scene of the fire department, the uh, engine and the hook and ladder coming down the street. He said, do you mean that we're going to go out and uh, just you're to take a picture? He says, bud, do you know what it costs us every time we go out? I says, no. He says, it costs us 500 bucks. He said, you got 500 bucks? I said, I haven't got five bucks. He said, well, then use, use the moose. So I, I said, well, we're going to get this fire department out. <laughs> so I went in, and I turned in the alarm. And along came the fire, <laughs> fire department. We, we took a picture of it. And that's the time they, they hustled me down to the, the jail. And it was so funny Joe, they let me go. And I think about
0: 195, you went to work for Vitagraph, well, didn't
1: you? Yeah. It was, I think it was before then. I well, think then, it was in 1904. Yeah. I never, that that could be verified by mm-hmm. Smith. He's the only one living today. Yeah. Outside of me. And then I thought, well, I don't, they're, they're not getting anywhere here. And I'm not getting anywhere. And when two together are not getting anywhere, one of us has got to go. Yeah. And I'm the one who got to go, because no. I know I couldn't do anything with that. So I went with a Vitagraph company. Mm-hmm. And they were, uh, they were making, uh, Pictures, but they were making Mm scenes, and they had just come back from making the earthquake. That was in 190 no, that was in 1906. That I went with the uh, with the Vitagraph Company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I stayed with Edison for uh, quite a while, but in in, in the beginning of uh, 1906, I went to the uh, to the Vitagraph Company, Mm -hmm. and they had uh, were then busy on putting together these. uh, Earthquake films, mm-hmm. or the fire films in San Francisco, and I tried to interest them in making pictures, mm-hmm. and they says, "No," he said "We're busy now on this earthquake." I said, "What are you going to do when that earthquake is over? Sit down and wait for another earthquake?" <laughs> See? And he said, what do, you, "What do you what do you want us to do?" I said, "Make a picture." I said, "There's a stage, stage play running uh, here called Raffles. Why don't we make a picture called Raffles?" He says, well, where do you make it? I said, any place. Make it up on your roof. And that's where we made it, up mm-hmm. on the roof. Yeah. We took, they put a story up on the roof, and a fellow named Sherry played raffles. J. Barney
0: mm-hmm. Sherry, wasn't it? Huh? J. Barney Sherry. Uh, I don't
1: know what it is. Jim Sherry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sherry, yeah. 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 He played raffles, uh-huh. and he very, gave a very good performance. Poor fellow, he died back east lately.
0: Uh, then you must have made some other films for Vitagraph. Yeah, too. then I, I made several
1: pictures for Vitagraph. Remember anything I, about I, those? Huh? Remember anything about those at
0: all?
1: Uh, no, I don't. You they, don't. They were a thousand yeah. feet yeah. pictures. Yeah. Uh, they have they made you a director at
0: Vitagraph though? Didn't huh? they? Didn't they make you a director?
1: Yeah, at I, was, I was directing the pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was directing the pictures, taking care of the props and doing everything. Yeah. Until so finally they got big, and then they got in. Uh, a uh, fellow called John Bunny and, and another person, and I saw that, that they were getting big and I was getting little. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So I, uh, I heard about uh, you cutting this stuff out, you want to you yeah, sure I,
0: like and I heard design. about
1: a firm in Pittsburgh that had a lot of uh, 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 vaudeville houses. They yeah. were uh, run by a fellow named George Davis and John Harris. Mm-hmm. And I went down there. And I talked them into uh, into going into the moving pictures. Mm-hmm. he said, sure, we'll, we'll make pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, we did. We started there. Mm-hmm. And all they wanted to make is local pictures. Yeah. See, so not distribute them, just yeah. make them for their own use yeah. in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And I said to John P. Harris, I said, John, you're, you're going to regret this. He said, oh, I, he said, I'm, I'm a Pittsburgh fellow. I don't want to go out of Pittsburgh. See? And he was. He was just a Pittsburgh man. He didn't want to... And I told that to his son one day. He's, you know, his son is this fella, uh, John P. Harris. He has these ice capades, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's his son. He said, well, that's way Dad always was. He didn't even want me to go out of Pittsburgh.
0: Well, I. Uh, to take you back for just a moment, Mr. Anderson, when you made those other two uh, Edison films, did you direct those or did yeah. Porter direct no, those? No, I directed those. You did, The Messenger Boy's yeah, the so messenger what, boy you know, Mistake.
1: Yeah, The Messenger Boy's Mistake. I
0: directed those. Yeah. Uh, about how long did it take? Porter
1: was you? the cameraman. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Who was the cameraman at Vitagraph, do you remember?
1: Oh, the cameraman at Vitagraph, I think it was a fellow named uh, well, I think of uh, uh, Blackton. Blackton? Yeah, yeah, I think he did some of the camera work.
0: J. Stuart Blackton.
1: Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Blackton. He did yeah. some of the camera work. Mm-hmm. He, he, he originally was a cartoonist, you know.
0: About how long did it take you to make a picture in those very early days? Well,
1: uh, it took us about three or four days to make the, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. pardon me, to make the uh, raffles. Mm-hmm. And it took about that same time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't remember any of the pictures. I always remember the first. Yeah. But after that, they yeah. leave my memory. Then well, the, anyway, uh, I see John Harris. He wouldn't, uh, he had the ball club there, too. He, mm-hmm. he owned the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he owned everything. And, uh, just a little incident, uh, while they were making a picture, a fellow came out of a jewelry store. He said, what are you doing? Because they're making the moving pictures. He said, for who, who, who? I asked Johnny Harris and and Davis. He said, what are you going to do with them? I said, they're going to run them here. I'm looking for somebody to go in and uh, to, to make uh, pictures to distribute. Mm-hmm. He said, it sounds like a good business. And I said, it is a good business. I said, you put that in the back of your skull, and you remember that. I said, someday you're going to sell that jewelry store, maybe, and go in the picture business. And he did. <laughs> and that was his oh, yeah. father. Uh-huh. <laughs> The old man Salsley, he never went in with me, but he went in yes. the, yeah. in the picture yeah. business, making fire really, a little later on.
2: That's
1: right. In fact, I, really that what I told him kind of started him in the business too. So anyway, I left uh, Pittsburgh and went uh, to Chicago, mm-hmm. and I heard about Sealy. Yeah. Well, I've been with them all. I, know. <laughs> I run the gamut. I know. So I went to Sealy. <laughs> And he, he had a, a, the Poloscope Company. He had a, a projection machine. Yeah. And I said, well, I said, uh, uh, Scenic, why, why, why don't you make pictures? I said, well, why don't we make pictures? He said, well, we do make uh, some pictures. We, we make the scenic. I have a, uh, a cameraman out in Colorado. They sends us in a lot of scenic pictures of Estes Park, of uh, Colorado Springs. and." I said, they're never going to get you any place. I said, why don't you make story pictures? Mm -hmm. He said, well, can you make them? I said, yes, I can make them. I "I can make anything. I can do anything but make the camera. He said, I got a cameraman. Here, a fellow named Pearsons. That was the cameraman. I remember his name. Tommy Pearsons. Well, anyway, then we went out, and I I made a picture called The Female Highwayman. I remember that. That's the first. Was this
0: made around Chicago? That made
1: around Chicago. Yeah.
0: Where'd you go to make it, do you remember?
1: Around, uh, well, we went on the south side, and it was just a short picture. I don't think yeah. it went over mm-hmm. three or four hundred feet, oh. but it went very good. Now, I made several more. It was just about a a, a woman going to a jewelry store, and asked to look at some diamonds. This is the premise of the picture. Yeah. I asked to look yeah. at some diamonds, and she looked at the prey, and then she'd, she'd palm one, you see, and put it in a piece of gum, and. Put it under the counter. Yeah. See, and then the uh, the fellow would take the uh, the diamonds, and he'd count them, and then he'd put back. He said, "Well, there seems to be a, a diamond missing." Mm-hmm. She said, "I don't know anything about it. You can search me." Mm-hmm. And they searched her, and there were no diamonds. and She went out, mm-hmm. and then she told her confederate about it, and he came back in to look at diamonds, yeah. and he popped the one from under the counter. Yeah. Well, that was the the, the premise of the yeah. picture.
0: Where'd you get your actors, Mr. Huh? Where'd you get well, your actors? Well, in Chicago,
1: I got them around uh, 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 the Revere House in Chicago. That's where all the... Uh, mm-hmm. the uh, votable performers. Mm-hmm. And that's where I picked up Ben Turpin, too, incidentally. Mm-hmm. But he didn't work with me in any uh, seated pictures. No. Okay. Well, anyway... Geez, I can't smoke and talk.
0: That's all right. Anyway, yeah. Your time, I
2: yeah.
1: I said, Bill, I got to call him Bill. I always got friendly with him. Bill, uh, Bill, I said, why don't you, you've got this fellow Buckwalter out in uh, uh, Denver. Why don't you let me go up and, and uh, try my hand at Western Pictures? He said, what do you mean, Western Pictures? I said, something like uh, uh, the old, remember the old train robbery? He said, yes. I said, picture of that flavor. Well, that wasn't a Western picture, but it had the flavor. See, I said, I can make a, a Western picture right here. If you want, he said. Well, what is it? I said. Well, let's go out and make the life of Jesse James. <laughs> he was a notorious outlaw. You remember? Oh, uh-huh. So I did it. Went out and made a picture of the life of Jesse James.
0: Didn't you make that in a park around there? Around, around Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. Which park was it? Do you remember? Lincoln Park. I think. Lincoln Park. Yeah. No. Forest Park.
1: Mm-hmm. Around in there. Were
0: you Jesse James in it? No, I was
1: directing. I wasn't any. I wasn't know any acting at that time at all. Yeah, you were directing. Stuff. I was directing. Yeah. My acting days really started uh, mm-hmm. uh, from that story I told you about uh, Gibson telling me i would make it, I'll tell you it later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Make an ideal cowboy. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Sylvie says, well, this, this went pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, you, there's no scenery around here. Let me go out west, mm-hmm. where well, there's rugged scenery. Yeah. So I went out there, and and I got a hold of Buckwater. And we went down Golden. You know where Golden, Colorado is, about 15 miles from Denver. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I recruited my uh, my uh, talent from everybody I could recruit, yeah. see, and there's one very nice looking fellow that I said, uh, he was out playing ball, <laughs> this is funny, <laughs> he, he was, uh, somebody was throwing balls and he was uh, scooping them off the ground, yeah. and he didn't scoop very good, I said, you're a bump ball player, he said, how'd you like to work in pictures? He says, what do you want me to do? I said, I want you to be a cowboy in pictures. So you think I'll make a better cowboy and a ball player? He said, I sure do. He said, if you play ball like that. And he was the third baseman on the Yankee team. <laughs> Roy Horsell, uh-huh. his name was. Uh-huh. He was he played third base on me. <laughs> I told him he was a bum ball player. He was one of the best ball players of the day at that time.
0: Did you put him in one of your pictures? Yeah, he yeah. he
1: played yeah. the cowboy. Yeah.
0: Now, I think the first picture you made out there was a girl from Montana, wasn't it? Wasn't that the name of the one you, you uh, began to work on for Sea I think
1: that was. Yeah. I think that was a called A Girl from Montana. Yeah.
0: I was under the impression that you shot a lot of exteriors out there, and then you had to come back and do interiors in Chicago, is that right, to finish up the films?
1: No, I no. don't remember that. No. I think we, t- we took the... You did ex- the whole thing uh, out there. Uh, there. We yeah. we made the flats out there and mm-hmm. took them on the outside. We didn't have any cover at all. Yeah. We had very few interiors, mm-hmm. but I made the interiors the same that we, we made the interiors of the uh, Great Train Robbery. Mm-hmm. Just a few mm-hmm. flats, you know. And yeah. But I made about three pictures out there and put them out.
0: Yeah. Did you do everything in about one take or did you sometimes have to work longer on each scene? One take? One
1: take. Well, uh, we try to get them in one take mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes something went wrong. One time we uh, uh, Buckwalter we took about 200 feet of pictures. That's, that's one roll of pictures mm-hmm. and, and uh, that was all taken and he takes the damned old uh, cartridge out of the box and find out he didn't didn't have any film in there, <laughs> so we had to take them over again. Oh. And that was two takes. Yeah. Have
0: you any idea how much those pictures uh, uh, used to
1: cost? Well, I think that the actual cost of those pictures wouldn't run over $500. It wouldn't, no. Mm-hmm.
0: Then you came back to Chicago again, still yep. with Selig. Is that right?
1: Then I came back uh, to Chicago and yeah. took some more pictures. And, and and Selig was more interested in his uh, his polyscope.
2: Yeah.
1: His moving picture machine.
2: Yeah.
1: And I see, I wasn't going to get anywhere, so I, I t- talked to Tommy Pearson, and he didn't want to leave Seely. I was going to go out and make pictures best I could. Yeah. So then I heard of a fellow called George Spoor, hmm And he had uh, the competition uh, uh, projection machine to Sealy. Yeah. He had one called a kinodrome. Yeah. And I talked him into it to making pictures, mm-hmm. and that time, I made him form a company, and we formed the SNA company. Mm-hmm. That's how the SNA was formed. He
0: was the S, and you were the he A. The
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Then, uh, for a while, you made pictures in Chicago. Didn't I made you?
1: pictures no. in Chicago, and we had our studio in the back of his office, mm-hmm. and that uh, that was uh, uh, backed up against the city jail, mm-hmm. and our audience was all prisoners. <laughs> so, the there, the jailer, the jailer come on, and says, I'm sorry, but I've got to uh, either uh, board up these cells, or you've got to board up this back, because these prisoners will do nothing but look at you make pictures. <laughs> so, then finally, we, 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 we made a, a studio out on Wells mm-hmm. Street, 501 Wells, I remember that, in wow. Chicago, mm-hmm. and That's took the in, in, interiors out there.
0: Uh, who was the cameraman that you were using at SNA there? a there? Robbins. Jesse
1: Robbins. Jesse Robbins. Yeah. yeah, you know Jesse Robbins.
0: Well, I know of him. Yeah, he got
1: very uh, very uh, successful. Not in He he made pictures of it. He got successful in this screw machine business. He had a great big screw machine business over here someplace. I don't know.
0: Is he still around, I wonder? I
1: don't know whether Jesse is living or not. I think he is, too. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I never can get in touch with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems to stay clear of me somewhere, although I don't know why.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was your cranking speed in those days, Mr. Anderson?
1: Well, we made, uh, I think, uh, we made about uh, 60 feet a minute. Sixty feet a
0: minute, yeah.
1: I think that they, they make them uh, longer now, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a natural, uh, gave us a natural speed. Mm-hmm. Fifty to sixty feet a minute. Yeah.
0: Were you involved in the lab work at all? In in the the lab. laboratory work.
1: No, nothing at all no. about it. How
0: about the cutting? How soon did you start to cut your pictures?
1: Well, they cut them my way. I, I didn't do much in the you cutting didn't? business. Oh. No. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I would, I would uh, write the scenario and the flashbacks and all that, mm-hmm. and then the cutter. He would. That, that's a business all in itself. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best part of the moving picture uh, success mm-hmm. is the cutter. Mm-hmm. They are the and they get very big money, mm-hmm. especially these cutters now. Mm-hmm. A whole lot lies in them to get a good continuity.
0: Beginning at about this time, then you were furnishing your own scenarios, weren't you? Or you've been doing that right along.
1: Well, the scenarios uh, that I got, uh, we would. Well, they were just what when the SNA company we had a couple of scenario writers and the only time that I started to write the scenarios the a time yeah. I started to make the Westerns. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what, did you have much of a scenario for these early things, or did you just have an idea and go out and, and work on how well, to... Well, I did. I that.
1: had mostly notes, mm-hmm. and mostly yeah. sequence. Yeah. Seeing this, seeing that, seeing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this here, this, that, and that. But I didn't have any any detailed scenario yeah. like to have today.
0: Would you try to take advantage of parades and fires and things like that? No, no, not, not, not
1: my Western. Yeah. No, I didn't do any... Uh, topical scenery Mm -hmm. things at all. Well, the, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't pose in any of those Western pictures that I made, but they didn't go so good. They went fair, but they didn't click the way I thought they were going to click. Mm -hmm. And then I got to my noodle to figure out why. There was some salient point why they didn't get over so well. Mm -hmm. And then finally it came to me when I uh, came out in Los Angeles, and I was making comedies out here, see, with Ben Turpin mm-hmm. and Jess Rollins.
2: yeah,
1: it came to me uh, from, uh, from Ben being a central figure in those comedies. Mm-hmm. And I said, they want a central figure in the westerns, too. Mm-hmm. See, uh, somebody they can heroize and uh, become interested in what he does. Not the picture in general, but just what that character does. Mm-hmm. So, then I uh, figured on getting a character, and I couldn't find a name for the character. Mm-hmm. So, I read a story, I think it was in the Saturday Evening Post, about a, uh, by a man named Peter B. Kine, mm-hmm. see. He was a well-known writer in that day, mm-hmm. Peter, Peter Kine. He died here lately. He wrote this Western story. He had a character in there called Bronco Billy. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's the baby, no. Bronco Billy. No. So I swiped the character, <laughs> and I swiped the story. <laughs> I met uh, Pete Peter B. Kind. He lived in San Francisco. I met him afterwards, and he had a good laugh. He said, I don't mind. He says, I see this future in the moving picture business, and I'll be writing stories for them. Did you ever hear of Peter B. Coney? Oh, sure. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah. he was. He was <laughs> writing very big. He and Jack Lemmon started to write pictures for the uh, big pictures. Yeah. Not for uh, these little two-reel yeah. pictures.
0: Is it, uh, did you get most of your ideas for, for your stories out of uh, magazines magazine. and books and things Western
1: like Magazine and the Argosy, which were the prominent Western. Yeah. And then once in a while, I, I'd get a, uh, uh, an idea myself. Yeah. All I needed was an idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Did any of these uh, magazines ever sue you for no. plagiarism,
1: or no? Mm-hmm. No, I, I think they were glad. Mm-hmm. I think they thought that the Western pictures were, were uh,
0: increasing their market. Yeah, yeah. Were, were
1: were helping yeah. their market, sure. and it was.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, I went up to Niles, and then I had uh, Charlie, Charlie up there with me, and uh, Ben Turpin, and Wally Beery. They were up there with me. Making uh, comedies. Mm-hmm. Let's see, yeah, uh, that's just something here. Uh, I never can find anything I want. Yeah, that's the kind of view of business. I have a pamphlet here that the uh, rather interesting.
0: That S and A put
1: out? Or? No, the, uh, the 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 Niles Chamber of Commerce puts it out, mm-hmm. and they there, um, yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know this until till now. See, there's a, you recognize those fellows?
0: Oh, sure.
1: That's Ben and... Uh, that's the
0: night out, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Well, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll have to write and get one of these.
1: Yeah, write to, the, uh, to this fellow. I don't know. Here.
0: The Chamber of Commerce in... Um, uh,
1: here. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a good to keep on the files.
0: Niles, Chamber of Commerce, Niles, California. It's all right to them. Yeah. Uh, I think before you went to Niles, you tried a few other places first, though, didn't you? Go out to Denver again? No, for no, SNA?
1: no. You didn't. No, I, didn't, I never went to Denver. Or mm-hmm. or I, uh, Morrison, I went or over to to San Rafael.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Uh,
2: did you even go to El Paso,
1: Texas? Yeah, El Paso, too. Uh-huh. And I took pictures there. The, it wasn't very good around there. And then I went down to Mexico City, and the first thing they did was run us out of there. Really? Yeah. Why? Oh, <laughs> we uh, created too big a crowd on the streets. Uh-huh. But I wasn't making westerns then. I was uh, I was making s- social pictures. Uh-huh. And then I, then I came uh, back uh, to... Uh, Came to California, and went over uh, to San Rafael. Mm-hmm. You
0: uh, you you tried uh, Santa Barbara too for a little bit one time, no.
1: didn't you? Oh, you weren't there. No, oh, uh, uh, a, fellow, R- a fellow who was with me. He went to Santa Barbara, uh, mm-hmm. and the picture his name was Curry, Warren Curry, and he went there to the uh, and established the American Film Company. Yes. and he made the pictures mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara.
0: So, then, uh, then after you established the character of uh, Bronco Billy...
1: Well, then I would look around for a Bronco Billy. Yeah. I didn't figure myself then. Yeah. I looked around for a bron- and I had a friend of mine in the... in the, Does that keep on going? Around? Yeah, that's all right. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I had a friend... I can't talk without smoking. Yeah. I had a friend of mine... Yeah, let me get that for Wait, you. Wait, I'll talk when I get over there. No. Oh. You don't take it from the back, do you? I slipped the fellow and hurt my hip the other day. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. The kid's getting better now. Mm-hmm. There was a, fellow, a friend of mine. This is kind of interesting too. Uh, playing in a play in 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 the San Francisco. And I said, I'm gonna go over and see him, and see if I can talk him into. It. He was just the type. Mm-hmm. So I went over to him, and uh, I said, Dusty, you wanna? Come down and see us take pictures. And I said, sure. So I drove him down. And he saw us take pictures. And I said, now what I got you really down here for is to see if you'll go in pictures. He said, oh, no. He says I wouldn't go in pictures. He said, they're not going to last a year. And I says, um, you mark my words, you're going to work in pictures some of these days. And about four years after that, he, he played uh, for Cecil B. DeMille, played the Virginian. A fellow oh, named Dustin Farmer. Dustin Farmer. See, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wouldn't go. <coughs> so, then I got thinking it over, and I, I, I started reminisce. And I remembered uh, Gibson telling me that I'd make an ideal cowboy. Mm-hmm. I said, well, if i make an ideal cowboy. In his opinion, I should make an ideal cowboy. And the fellow that sits in uh, front of the seat and watches it on the picture. So, I decided on going into myself. So, I didn't, I didn't figure on directing him then, and I said to, uh, to, uh, to Charlie, I said, Charlie, how'd you like to direct a picture? He said, what picture? I said, direct a Western. He said, oh, I I wouldn't do that. He said, I I don't even know a mountain when I see one. See, I wanted Charlie to go out and direct a picture.
0: So, who was Charlie? Charlie Chaplin. Oh. mm -hmm.
1: See? You remember him, I guess. Oh, sure. So then I went to Wally Brewery. (laughs) Yeah. See? And Wally Brewery was playing a series there for me and uh, Mm -hmm. they're called uh, The Swedish Girl. Yeah. He was playing a Swedish girl. Mm -hmm. He he wasn't doing the stuff he did when he came down to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And they were going fair. They weren't going so good. So I said to Wally Brewery, I said, Wally, I said, what do you want to bother about playing a Swedish girl? I said, why don't you put your acting to a more meritorious things?" What, what do I do? I said, go down in Los Angeles. By that time, Los Angeles was coming to the uh, front, you see. Mm-hmm. I said, go down there and, and get in pictures down there where, where they're making uh, various pictures, and you'll be a great t- a type. Yeah. So he did. Mm-hmm. That's how he got started down here.
0: I think uh, around about this time, you uh, invented a locale called Snakeville, didn't you? Yeah, you yeah. Start those well, well,
1: that was the comedies we yeah. were making. Mm-hmm. The Snakeville series. Yeah. They ha- I had in the uh, uh, Mustang Peak, Alkali Ike, uh, Sophie Klutz, mm-hmm. and Alkali Ike, and the Mustang Peak, and Slippery Slim. And they went over very good. Mm-hmm. It's query it's, it's to me why they don't make a... Uh, a series like that on television today mm-hmm.
0: by this time did you were you working with a regular leading lady or were you still just
1: planning no here? no uh, I had a girl uh, that uh, I brought out from Chicago she's a beautiful girl mm-hmm. in fact that's my uh, that's what I am I'm not allergic to beautiful girls <laughs> and I brought her out there made an actress out of her mm-hmm. and she was so so she wasn't good but she was good to look at
0: What was her name
1: uh, Vita Bertram:
0: Oh yes. Well, uh, she, she died of an operation. Yeah,
1: she, she died of an yeah, operation. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, too bad, too.
0: She was very popular, yeah. though, I remember, from the review. And then
1: the, I got another girl uh, called Clara Williams. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she was handicapped by her husband. He, would, he wanted to be Mr. Williams, and he wanted to be Mrs. Williams, and he wanted to be the kid Williams and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, uh, subsidized by him. But she was very good. Mm -hmm. In fact, she was better than Vita Bertram. But she wasn't the the looker that Vita Bertram was.
0: She later went to work uh, with uh, Ince and and was in a lot of the William S. Hart things. Who? Uh, She went to work with Ince and was in the William S. Hart films. Clara Williams.
1: Clara Williams. Oh, yeah, Yeah. she was Uh good. She went with Billy Hart. Yeah. Yeah, she was was good. And then uh, I had another girl who was rather good. A girl called Selby. I don't know if you remember her or not. Evelyn Selby. Evelyn Selby. Yeah. She was playing the heavies, and she was very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Then you worked with a girl called Gladys Field, didn't you, for a while? Yeah. Remember yeah. her? <laughs> they were all good-looking
1: girls. Well, Gladys Field wasn't much. She was good to look at. She was stole away from me by a fellow named Jack O'Brien. Oh, yes. He married her. uh uh-huh. yeah, Poor thing, too. <laughs> like, married Jack O'Brien. All he had was looks. Oh, He had a fur coat of mine. He swiped, too.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Then for a little while you had a girl by the name of Fisher, didn't you? Who? Fisher. Edna Fisher, wasn't that her name? The one that took a spill on the stagecoach. Do you remember when the stagecoach tipped over with...
1: Fisher? Yeah.
0: She was just with you for a short time, I think.
1: No, I don't remember. (laughs) Evelyn Salby, I remember.
0: Then I think there was even a time when you didn't have a leading lady and the Biograph Company lent you one. Wasn't that yes. Marguerite Loveridge? Huh?
1: Marguerite Loveridge? Yeah, Marguerite yes. Loveridge, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 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 she had a sister, too.
0: May Marsh.
1: May Marsh, yeah. yeah. Marguerite Loveridge wasn't as good as her sister. She wasn't? Yeah, but she was a pretty girl. They're all pretty girls. Uh-huh. Say, so Mar- uh, yeah, Loveridge, you know more about it than I do. <laughs> no. Yeah, she was May Marsh. She's a sister. <laughs> one day, uh, uh, Charlie was uh, using my leading ladies too much, you know, I wanted to use them. He wanted them in a picture. Yeah. So, I was sitting in Tecau Tavern one day. Uh, you know Tecau Tavern in San Francisco? No. Well, oh, that's uh, one of those old, very high-class restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I knew the fellow who owned it. His name was Carlton Wall. And he was sitting with another beautiful girl. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, I thought he had no right sitting with her. So, I thought she ought to be over there sitting with me. So, uh, I went over to, uh, to talk to Walz, not to talk to him, but to meet this girl. Now, yeah. So, he introduced me to her, and I said, uh, Carlton, do you mind if I uh, ask this girl if you mind going in pictures? She says, no, I think that's where she belongs, see. So, I spoke to her, and I said, I, a friend of mine down in Niles wants a leading lady. Would you want to come down and have a talk with him? I don't want to hire you until he sees you. I wouldn't hire anybody for Charlie's pictures. He wanted to do everything. No. So I brought her down. And the moment Charlie looked at her, she was Charlie's leading lady. No doubt about it. And uh, he used her for quite a while. Her name was...
0: Edna uh Edna yeah. Edna yeah.
1: mm-hmm. that was her name. She was a beautiful girl. Oh, beautiful Just beautiful. She come from Lovelock, mm-hmm. up in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: how did you How did you pick your leading ladies? Did you require that they know how to ride
1: no, no. or not? I, I picked them by uh, the same way they pick them now, yeah. by personality, looks. I didn't care they could act. I could yeah. make them act. Yeah. The mm-hmm. same way they, 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 they picked that poor Anna Turner. Yeah. See, anybody would have picked Lana Turner mm-hmm. if they'd seen her. Yeah. And all my girls were similar to, to Lana Turner and to all those girls as they picked, mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. from models. Yeah. Uh, they Usually the, the actresses, after they're on the stage five years or so, they become uh, stage-worn, you yeah. see. They, they, they haven't got the unction, mm-hmm. see, that a girl has never been in pictures. See, if you can develop them, your damn side better off. Mm-hmm. You cut out the dams, don't you? No, that's all
0: right. How did you proceed at the time when you were both directing and acting in your films? How would you, how would you, how would you get a scene ready? How would you do it? How well, I,
1: uh, when I was in the scene, I would put uh, a stand-in. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes Ben Turpin played the part, and sometimes Wally Beery mm-hmm. played the part. Mm-hmm. And and then when he was playing those parts, that's one of the things too. Mm-hmm that I noticed he was a darn good actor mm-hmm. and he didn't have to play Swedish girls no. mm-hmm. or Charlie's so aunts mm-hmm. or things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, more for his benefit that I chased him on down to Los Angeles.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you talk to the leading ladies? Supposing that you were going to act in a particular scene with a girl and there was some exciting melodramatic incident. How would you explain it to her? What, what sort of thing would you say to
1: her? How would you get her ready for the scene? Well, I'd I, I, I get her to her. Now, don't think of anything at all but this part. Yeah. And you, I'll be on the sidelines, and, and when I smile, you smile. Mm-hmm. And when I do this, look mad, you look mad. Mm-hmm. And they gave them the directions that way. Mm-hmm. And to find me, they got them themselves, you mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I'd inspire inspired them first until mm-hmm. finally they were, they were on their own. Of course, today. The director stands on the sidelines yeah. and says, mm-hmm. when you say I love you, say it with more heart, mm-hmm. see. Get it down closer to your heart and get it away from your tongue, mm-hmm. see. Get it down in your heart where it belongs, mm-hmm. see. And that's the way they do. They, mm-hmm. they, in fact, they're mimics. Of, they're parrots, some yeah. of the best of them. Mm-hmm. do not make any difference. They had the personality, mm-hmm. see, and the looks. And that's all you need. Mm-hmm.
0: When you had, when you were going to work out a story and were going to make a picture out of it, would you get the, the whole, the company together and, and read the outline no. to them first or not? Or just no, take it
1: no, scene by no. scene? No, 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 i just take it. And we didn't have time for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. No. you just go scene by we, scene? we just hit the, the, the high spots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if a scene was intricate, we'd, we'd rehearse it three or four times. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't intricate, we'd just go through it once and take it. Mm-hmm. But I did, in, in the Western pictures, I had a few very good actors. Mm-hmm. I had a fellow named Brinsley Shaw and Arthur Mackley. He was a good stage actor. I brought him on from Chicago. Oh,
0: Arthur Mackley played the sheriffs, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played the sheriff. Yeah.
1: And Brinsley Shaw played the heavies. Mm-hmm. And he was a darn good actor. Just as good as any of these actors today. Mm-hmm. In fact, better than some of them.
0: But you used to play all different kinds of parts yourself, too, didn't you?
1: Well, I mean, yes, I, I played, I never played the, uh, the villain in the, the mm-hmm. pictures. Mm-hmm. I'd always play, the, I'd play the uh, the robber sometimes, yeah. but it's sort of a Robin Hood robber, mm-hmm. see, it's robbed to do some good.
0: Yeah, and you reformed a lot. In yeah, the pictures, yeah, and, yeah. I no, no, lot. No, no. and
1: I reformed a lot. And I and I reformed, got reformed in order to do a good deed. Mm-hmm. For instance, like, uh, they were chasing me as a robber, and they chased me into the ambush, and they couldn't find me, and the posse left.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I came out on the road. Yeah. And there I saw a girl crying, see, driving an old covered wagon, Mm -hmm. see. And I asked her, what's the matter, miss? She said, my father, he's dying back there. I said, what? He's dying back there, see. Mm -hmm. I said, well, well, why don't you go to a doctor? She said, I I can't drive. Mm -hmm. She said, okay, miss, I'll drive. Mm -hmm. So I drove the stage wagon back to the town in got yeah. That I used to make love to her yeah. through the barn. Yeah. Is, so, uh, so uh, you use a lot of that stuff today.
0: Sure, know.
1: they do. <coughs> for me. Yeah. And I remember once, I was being tried for uh, for robbery, or something I did. And I was in the courtroom, sitting next to the window, and they were trying me, and the district attorney said, this man should be lynched, murdered, torn, and feathered. See, and I kept looking out of the window. See, mm-hmm. and I saw all these horses down below. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I jumped out of the window and flopped on a horse down. <laughs> and I jumped out, and then the posse chased me, and I got away. Mm-hmm.
0: How'd you learn to ride so well? You must have gotten a lot of practice. In there. Well,
1: uh, I did. I, I I learned to ride. Uh, uh, I was an expert rider. Mm-hmm. See, because I got thrown from the horse a couple of times. In fact, mm-hmm. that's really gave me a weak hip. Mm-hmm. That I got thrown from a horse. He, you know, mm-hmm. we were riding along. I was riding along, pretty fast, mm-hmm. and the horse st- uh, stopped and put out his four, four legs as they do. I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, he smelled a rattlesnake, mm-hmm. and horses do that, you know. Yeah. They smell a rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rattlesnake uh, don't hear, you know, mm-hmm. but horses do. Yeah. And ra- the rattlesnake uh, I didn't hear the hear the horse, but the horse knew that he was he was there. Mm-hmm. And that's why he, he stopped quick. And I knew it was a rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. So then I get, he threw me off and I got just located him. Mm-hmm. Then I used a double after that. I think the double I used was a fellow named Hoot Gibson. Oh, he, really? Yeah, yeah. He he was working in the pictures up there. Mm-hmm.
0: You sometimes would give Bronco Billy different characteristics, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Just for a variety? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, well, I want to tell you how I got. I tell you how I? Well, I told you about uh, how I got the name Bronfman, yeah, yeah. and how I remembered that uh, that uh, Gibson told me yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: about it. Then I posed for a lot of cowboy uh, for the Saturday Evening Post with mm-hmm. the yeah. with the Lion Deckers.
0: Uh, th- did you have any accidents when you were filming these things,
1: or not? I had that one accident, and I, I, I never would take a chance anymore, yeah. because I was too valuable, yeah. not speaking egotistical, too valuable for the no, pictures to get hurt. You were. You were I'd hard. rather see the other oh. fellow get hurt and pay the doctor bills. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah so you, you did use doubles in there. Uh, in making, you wrote most of these stories, didn't you? Didn't, didn't you uh, invariably put a certain number of elements into every story? Did, did, you, did you usually try to end with a chase, or how did you work that? How do you mean? Uh, did you usually put a chase toward the end of your your scenario, your story? The, the well, no. If it if
1: it was uh, if it was a story based on a romance, I ended with a, uh, just uh, not none of these sexes yep. sexual kisses, but yep. just kissing the girl and, and it fade out. Mm-hmm. See, no, no, I didn't want to but, bring the romance.
0: For your climax in the story, would you usually have a chase or a posse after you, or how would you work that out?
1: Well, for the climax of the story, for instance, uh, I, um, I made a story. just showing you a climax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I made a story that the sheriff had arrested me, and he was taking me back uh, to the town where he was sheriff of. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, we went up to the hotel room, and he and he handcuffed me, see, to the bedpost. Pardon yeah. me, handcuffed me to the bedpost. Mm-hmm. And he had taken all the money from me that, that I had robbed the bank.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See, and he and he took the money, and I he said I says, "Where are you going, sheriff?" "Oh, I'm going down in the bar." And I said, uh, "Sheriff, why don't you leave the money here?" He said, "What do you what do you?" Figure on breaking loose and getting it again? No, I I got another thought. I said, don't take the money with you. He said, sure, I'm going to take it with me. So he went down to the gambling place. And he lost all the money gambling, mm-hmm. see. And he came back. And he was very, very dejected. I said, what's the matter, Sheriff? Losing money? He says, yeah. I said, take these handcuffs off, will you? He said, what are you going to do? If I'll get the money back. And so, um, he says, how are you going to get it back? He says, that's my business. So, he took the handcuffs off. I said, uh, lend me your gun. I said, do you need a gun? And I said, sure, I need a gun to get the money. Mm-hmm. So, I went down, and I held up the camping joint and got the money, <laughs> brought it back to the sheriff. And I ended up with he putting me in the calaboose and shaking hands with me <laughs> saying, I'll get you out soon. Well, I wonder
0: what the name of that one was. I huh? remember? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> out of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of oh, yeah, you Yeah, i made
1: 400 yeah. of them. But yeah. well, that's the, uh, and that was just the plot of the picture. Mm-hmm. And today, they'd use that plot, and they'd make a, f- a whole television picture of them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I guess I have used the plot. I didn't see it, but I guess I have. It was a good little story.
0: How would you happen to pick Niles to settle down in?
1: Well, when I was here, thinking about making Western pictures, I uh, surveyed all the surrounding country, mm-hmm. like Griffith Park, Chatsworth, mm-hmm. and I went down to those uh, hills around Santa Monica, and the scenery didn't look tough enough. I knew you had to get rugged scenery.
2: yeah,
1: And uh, I could get rugged scenery if I went way up, around the uh, Topanga, uh, Topanga Canyon. Yeah. But I wanted to be near the scenery. Mm-hmm. And they told me about Niles. Mm-hmm. Being right on the uh, the outskirts of the scenery. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and looked it over. And they did. They had wonderful scenery. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could take wonderful shots. Yeah. And that's why I went up to Niles.
0: Could you get all sorts of country around there, a little yeah. bit of everything.
1: Yeah, plateaus, yeah. prairies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, scenery, and you get little towns. Mm-hmm like Pleasant and Livermore, mm-hmm. and all those little towns.
0: Did you ever put your camera in a car to photograph yeah, a chase? Yeah, I was the first one
1: did that. No,
0: did.
1: Yeah, put it on a car and and took uh, a couple of uh, fellows riding, myself and my accomplice riding and talking over a robbery, and they kept the camera on me. Mm-hmm. As, a, as the automobile moved back, we uh, moved with the camera. Mm-hmm. I was the first one ever did that, I think.
0: Did you ever follow a, a galloping horse with a camera in a car or, or alongside of it?
1: No, I don't think we ever did. You do not do that? They do that now. hmm Yeah. No, I never did that. That's one trick I didn't do.
0: Did you ever use uh, uh, dolly shots, ever move in on a character yeah. or anything like oh,
1: that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did dissolve into, uh, and dissolve into a close-up yeah. and then get back in and did slow motion. Mm-hmm all those things.
0: Did you like to use close-ups in your films? Or yeah. did, you, did you use very many close-ups in your films?
1: No, no, we didn't use very many yeah. close-ups. Uh, of the individual, we used close-ups of the scene mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. But we didn't use the close-ups that they do now to get around close to a man, yeah. which is very effective, mm-hmm. see. Cause they course, yeah. they're doing things now more effective. We didn't have time mm-hmm. and didn't have money yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you use blanks
1: in your guns, or did you ever use real bullets? Use, use blanks, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only time I use real bullets is when we really want it to be effective. For instance, yeah. I made a scene once that the... Uh, I was courting a, the rancher's daughter, and he was telling me to stay away from his daughter. And um, so I said, what did you say? and he pulled out his gun, you see, and he's, he started to shoot on a, a background there, and he, he spelt it out, stay away from my daughter, you mm-hmm. see. And <laughs> I pulled out a gun, and I read, stay away from me, you see. <laughs> and then we used real, real bullets to make those, but we didn't you had the real bullets in the gun. <laughs>
0: That's very clever. Uh, about this time, were you uh, going to see... Uh, the film, other Western films that were made, were you aware of the Tom Mix films and the Hart no, films? No, no, Did no. Did you see those or not?
1: Uh, Tom Mix didn't come in, so after I made near all of my Westerns mm-hmm. and um, and Bill Hart. I, in fact, I had near uh, completed all of my Westerns before Bill Hart come in. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I had a talk with Bill Hart when he was out, when I came down to Los Angeles. And I talked to him about, about playing a Western character, mm-hmm. because he looked that, mm-hmm. and he afterwards did play it. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that must have been about uh, 1912 or 13. he... Yeah, that then
1: was about, he uh, about 1913, I think yep. Bill Hart came into the picture. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did, you, uh, did you see many of the Biograph films at that time? Did you see any of the D.W. Griffith films?
1: Yeah, I saw a few of them, mm-hmm. but uh, they were very good. He didn't make questions, but he uh, yeah. he made very good pictures. He he was a very good director.
0: Did you ever get ideas for lighting or technique from him, or...?
1: No, no, I, I don't think I ever copied any anybody's style of... Directing. No, I don't
0: mean copy, but just sort of get an idea about how to work something out along that line, you know.
1: No, I, 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 I don't remember copying anything from any, anybody. I think whatever I did, I, I created mm-hmm. myself. I think and a lot of them copied what I did, but mm-hmm. they, I didn't have to copy them because I had enough material in my noodle, mm-hmm. how to direct a picture.
0: I'm surprised that you didn't start to make longer Westerns earlier.
1: Well, that's what I should have not done. Not I would not have not ha- if I had a different associate. Yeah, you see. They were making long pictures back in Chicago, and I wanted to make long pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have been very good in the, the five-reelers I was not a two-reelers, mm-hmm. but you could always get a, a good actor.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to do that, but Spoor, that's one of the reasons why Spoor and I dissolved. Mm-hmm. You wanted to make longer pictures.
0: I think about 1914, you began to, uh, mm-hmm. use was a change of pace. You began to uh, appear in roles other than Bronco Billy. Sometimes you'd... Uh, uh, or oh, you'd play uh, a preacher, you'd play uh, uh, the son of a... a yeah,
1: yeah, I did. Uh, I, I, I did. I played uh, uh, an Indian once, it wasn't a Bronco bully, I mm-hmm. remember, in the young trial for murder, and all he could do was, was, was pantomime, you see, mm-hmm. and he pantomimed uh, how the accident happened. Mm-hmm. I remember that, mm-hmm. and then I played uh, one time I made a picture. I guess I was the first one ever did that, too. I made a, a lone picture. I played every character in the picture. Oh, really? One of those uh, quick change artists. Yeah. See, I forgot what that picture was. Uh, How did it
0: come out? Did it I come out pretty often? Well? <laughs> did you ever use um, uh, double exposure and, and things like oh, that? Oh, yes, I used double exposure. I, yeah.
1: I played a, a twin... Uh, picture once and use a double exposure. Oh, I
0: think it was called Bronco Billy's Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. mm mm-hmm. uh, You made a, a 4 reeler I think, around 1914, called The Good for Nothing. Do you remember that what? one? The Good for Nothing? A 4 reeler Do you remember yeah. making yeah,
1: that? Yeah, 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 oh. uh-huh. yeah. I mean, uh, th- that I didn't, it wasn't a Western. That wasn't Bronco Billy, no. was it? No, no.
0: But you made that one out of yeah, the made too. Yeah, I made that Then, uh, uh did you have anything
1: to do with the discovery of Chaplin? To discovering Chaplin? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I discovered Chaplin. I I I uh, discovered his future in pictures more than I did to discover him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I saw Charlie on pictures, he uh, intrigued me. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I knew there was a, an individual comedian. Mm-hmm. And I knew he wasn't getting much money. Yeah. See, and I came down specially. To Los Angeles to see if I could get him mm-hmm. to make uh, comedies. Yeah, and I had a talk with him, and he was working for a fellow named Max Sennett. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. and I talked to Charlie, and he he was very pliable. hmm And he he uh, wanted to go to make pictures where he could do everything. D- pardon me, he didn't direct those pictures. Mm-hmm. Senate directed them. Yeah. And he took a little offense at that. He wanted to do everything. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And I played on that. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, now Charlie, you can come up there and make what pictures you want, drink them you want, use what people you want, mm-hmm. and paint the scene if you want, and mm-hmm. kiss the girls you want, and do everything <laughs> you want. So well, that's, that's what I ought to do. I know he wanted to do it. Yeah. So he had a talk with Senate. And he asked Senate for, uh, I think he was, giving him two hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. And he wanted no. Senator would give him 250. Mm-hmm. And Senator says, no, I don't give you 250. I can get other comedian. I can get Hank Mann. I can get uh, another comedian.
0: Ford Sterling, was
1: it? No, it wasn't Ford Sterling. Some other fellow was pretty good. I've forgotten who it was, but I know one of them was Hank Mann. Mm-hmm. And another one was, was kind of imitating Charlie Mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. And I think on, on the side, Max Sennett was training him to act like Charlie. Mm-hmm. So, I had Charlie all set <laughs> to work for about $300 until his brother stepped in. Yeah. That was Sidney. Mm-hmm. He stepped in. And he said, well, I think Charlie's worth more than that. I said, what do you think he's worth? <laughs> he said, well, I think he's worth a thousand dollars a week. He says, I, you do think he's worth that? I said, Will you sign for twelve fifty a week for two years? He says, Yes. So he said, that's okay. And I signed for twelve fifty a week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, he wanted I wanted sure you sign him. Mm-hmm. And that raised an awful sink in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They wonder why I didn't give him the studio.
2: <laughs>
1: and twelve fifty was peanuts.
2: Yeah. And
1: after he worked in about six or seven pictures, I think the first picture he made was the night out, or something, or the pugilist, or something. Actually, he worked six, six or seven pictures. Mm-hmm. He saw how fast he was growing, and how uh, a yeah. good a reputation he was getting. He wanted to mo- earn more money. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, Charlie, you've got a a contract for twelve hundred and fifty for two years, and we mm-hmm. can hold you to it." He said, "Well, isn't there some way I can make more money and still live out the contract?" I said, "Well, maybe so." I said, "Tell what I'll do with you." I'll make a, a five-reel picture with you. We'll make a burlesque, a five-reel picture, and you can share 50-50 in the profits of that. Mm-hmm. But you still got to live out the two-year contract. Mm-hmm. Well, that was agreeable. Mm-hmm. And we did. We made a five-reel picture mm-hmm. called Carmen. Mm-hmm. See, it was a burlesque on Carmen. He was very good in it yeah. too. Uh-huh. I think that thing grossed around three or $400,000. Really? And he made about $100,000 on that picture.
0: How would you happen to pick that particular subject for
1: him? Uh, Carmen? Yeah. Because I saw the opera, and I saw a lot of uh, funny uh, angles to it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had uh, Charlie play the uh, the Toreador in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was be funny, too. I think you called him Don Hosiery, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I forgot how to call him. <laughs> Don Hosiery, I think <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did the same thing with, uh, with Stan yeah. Laurel. I made a burlesque with him when I when I took him and made pictures of him after I had left the S and A. Made pictures of Stan Laurel. I made a burlesque on blood uh, blood and sand, called it Mud and Sand, mm-hmm. and that's where Stan made a big big hit. Mm-hmm. That's what brought him to the front.
0: Then I think after a while in here, about uh, early 1916, you had a difference with S and A, didn't you? And then didn't you leave the company then? Huh. About in early in 1916, didn't you have a difference with S&A, and didn't you leave the company then? Yeah, it was
1: about in 1916 yeah. we split. And I took Charlie back with me mm-hmm. to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not Chicago, New York. Yeah. And we were going to form a company.
2: Yeah.
1: And I tried to get a couple of people interested, and I didn't have... I had some money, which I sold out to Spool with, but he, he paid me on installments. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was enough, and I tried to get a Marcus Lowe, mm-hmm to go in. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he said, no, he wouldn't do this. I said, what would I have to put up? And I said, well, I think it would cost about 10000 a week. He said, what? I said, it would cost about 10000 a week to make these pictures, giving Charlie his salary, me my salary, and he wouldn't go for it. So, then I uh, decided to uh, stay in New York and I produced plays. Mm-hmm. And Charlie went with a company called The Mutual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he got 10000 a week. Mm-hmm.
0: Then did you uh, did you produce stage plays? or did Yeah, you, stage plays. I think for a while, in 1917 or, or 18, you went back and did a few more movies as a director, yeah. didn't yeah. you? Did yeah. you make something called Vera the Medium? Huh? Vera the Medium. Didn't you direct a film called Vera the Medium? Do you remember that one? No.
1: Vera the Medium. Yeah. I don't remember mm-hmm. that one.
0: I think you made a couple of Westerns. Yeah, too, I made Blood
1: you? and Sand and the Yellow Streak, a couple of Westerns. But uh, Bill Hart and, uh, and Tom Mix had got too big a hold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, uh, mm-hmm. I saw it was useless to try and mm-hmm. start all over again.
0: What did you think of, uh, of uh, Hart and Mix? Did you like their work?
1: Well, I, th- I think uh, Hart was, was, was very characteristic, and I think he played everything the same. Yeah. Well, that was all right. Mm-hmm. But Tom Mix, I, I don't think was much of an actor. He mm-hmm. he was a good stunt man mm-hmm. and a, a, a good man to fight and things like that. But to do the acting part, he wasn't any Bill Hart. Mm-hmm. But I think Bill Hart's pictures were all the same, and he used all the same expression, that stoic expression, mm-hmm. which was good mm-hmm. until he ran out of the material. Mm-hmm.
0: He was better, you think, on the dramatic side
1: than than. Yeah, on, on, the on the dramatic
0: side. side. Yeah. Now, what are the qualities that you think uh, made Bronco Billy different from all the others?
1: Made Bronco Billy? Different from all the well, others. Well, I, I think the originality, uh, uh, being the first Western pictures, you mean uh, different from the others?
0: Yeah, from, Bronco Billy was different from all the others. Now, why was that? Why do you
1: think? Well, that, that must come from my own individuality. I don't think that his acting was was any different than these boys that act now, like Jim Arnez, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm talking about television actors. Yeah. I don't see much of the movie picture actors, and, mm-hmm. but they, they, uh, they all act about the same as, as, as I did. Mm-hmm. I don't, no, of course they got different personalities, mm-hmm. but I think if I were in, uh, in in my younger days and played a part that Jim Arnez played, I would play it kind of similar what he plays it mm-hmm. I don't think I'll play it any better or any worse mm-hmm.
0: you uh, how many guns did you use in your films? did you use one or two
1: well sometimes I use well had made a picture called a yes. okay. two gun man I use two but just so uh, a one usually mm-hmm. and I uh, I used a, a, a gun a hidden gun sometimes
0: mm-hmm. where would it? you hide it um, the were one we're
1: time after? that I was going after <laughs> uh, the heavier, the bad man, and I knew that he was very quick on the draw, that is in pictures. And I went there, and I had a sling on my, uh, my arm in a sling, mm-hmm. see. And in the sling, I had a, a colt, see. Yeah, uh-huh. I had a colt hidden, see. Uh-huh. And I got in an argument with him, and just as he started to draw, I shot, yeah. see. Uh-huh. Was, that was called the hidden gun, uh-huh. No so matter how right? you got, so long as you shoot first, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think I could outdraw him from the hip.
0: After you uh, more or less uh, dropped out of of, uh, of pictures, did you used to go to the movies very much or not? Well,
1: uh, yeah, I used to go when they dragged me, when my daughter dragged me to the movies. Of <laughs> <laughs> course, it, it, it's funny about... Uh, I guess it's the same same thing with uh, those boys now that are playing these Western pictures. I doubt if they ever look at the other fellow.
0: Probably not. Huh? No, they've had enough of it. yes yeah, they they, they've had enough themselves.
1: of in Fact. Uh, in fact, when they look at them, uh, they would look at them not from an entertaining point of view, but more from a critical point yeah. of view, see. While the, uh, the people that uh, uh, look at them now, the... The uh, uh, corned beef and cabbage eater, you know, and the boiled beef yeah. eater—that's why the, the western pictures are so predominant. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're not as predominant now as they're going to be. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think in time they'll re- replace such even such plays as Playhouse 90 mm-hmm. and The Climax. Mm-hmm. And if they had a western to put in there, they'd put a western in there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because where Playhouse 90 uh, appeals more to the cultural. Mm-hmm. And to the people that eat chicken under the glass mm-hmm. and uh, and sirloin steaks, New York cuts, Yeah. see that they are the ones. And I don't think they even understand them.
0: No, probably not.
1: You see, I don't know whether uh, you're the morrow and I am, but I sometimes I can understand them. Mm-hmm. They're beautifully acted yeah. and well directed, mm-hmm. but the the story is all over the place, yeah. and the continuity is such that it mixes the people up. Yeah. And, and they, they bring their denouement to an end before the, the picture is over. Yeah. They got no more to go, so they finish it. <laughs> yeah. But the Westerns, they don't do that. Yeah. They got a simple story, and they tell it in a simple way. Yeah. And the kids can understand it, the grandpa can understand it, the aunt can understand it, and even the dogs that look at them can understand it. No. But you can't imagine a dog looking at climax and understanding <laughs> no.
0: it. Huh? No. Huh? No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I used to have a dog, and when a Western was on, he used to stand and look at it. Yeah. And then, I just to try him out, I turned on Playhouse 90, and he turned away. <laughs> 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 you not put that But they, that, that they want uh, to be the exponent of the cultural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you never can get anywhere educating the public, and even the producers of stage plays found that out, that uh, even Al Woods, when they wanted him to put on a society play or or a sex play or a a sociology play, he said, no, I I don't want to put them on. I don't want to educate the public. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with with, with those people putting on those Playhouse 90s. -hmm. And they stick to it until they're going to educate them to like them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I don't know, maybe I'm uh, looking at them as a critic point of view, but I try to look at them as, as a viewer yeah. and try to get entertainment out of them. Mm-hmm. And I do the individual acting when they read the lines. They do that very good, mm-hmm. but they mean nothing. Sometimes they read lines that have nothing at all to do with the play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could take any one of those playhouse 90s and cut it down to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And of course, the reason why the uh, the half-hour plays that the little boys put on they, f- they fill in the time uh, with writing and shooting and fighting, action. Yeah. But these other people, they fill in the time with a lot of senseless dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's good dialogue, but it's senseless and has no bearing on the play. Yeah. No. You look at them sometimes. Once in a while, you see a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you recognize some of the basic plots when you're looking at westerns now on TV? Do you see some of the plots that you used to back in... Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't see some of the plots. I see some of the situations yeah. and the sequences mm-hmm. that I used. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got to use them. Sure. I don't know whether they copied them or how they thought of them, but they naturally would come when you're putting on a Western picture. Mm-hmm. And those Western fellows that direct those Western pictures are just as good as I am, mm-hmm. just as original. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be putting on those pictures.
0: What do you think became of all your films? Where are
1: they? Oh, Spoor burnt them up. Really? For the silver. All the old Bronco Billies.
0: There are hardly any of them left?
1: No, there are none of them. Oh. He burnt them all up for to get the silver out of them.
0: Those are the negatives he burned, or he yeah. burned po- positives, too?
1: Well, I guess the positives, they, they couldn't rehabilitate them. The negative, you can. Yeah. You can't do much with the positive after he gets all of those scratches at him and jumps frames and all that. Mm-hmm. But, uh they, 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 uh, I, I look at a Western here once in a while, but the Westerns that I really think are outstanding, mm-hmm. I've seen one or two of them, like I saw Gary Cooper in one, and I saw Jimmy Stewart in one, mm-hmm. and they're far, far superior to the, to the Westerns, even the best Westerns On here. On TV. Yeah. Huh? On TV, you mean? Yeah. 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 Well, you can understand that, mm-hmm. because they spend three or four hundred thousand dollars to make them, <coughs> they spend six months to make them, and these fellows rehearse once or twice. Yeah, that's true. And spend, have a budget, maybe, maybe say, $20,000. Mm-hmm. And you can't get a picture. Or you can't get actors that compare with Gary Cooper or Jimmy Stewart to play in them, because it costs you dang much money. Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of The Covered Wagon? Do you remember that one, that big western that, from 1923? Uh, no, it was James Cruz for Paramount. Oh, right? Jimmy Cruz yeah. made it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I thought that was a good picture. Uh-huh. You're yeah, there. Jimmy Cruz made it.
0: Then how did you like, uh, did you see John Ford's stagecoach that was made, um, I think, in the latter part of the 1930s? Did you see that one? No, no, yeah. I
1: saw one picture John Ford made. It was very good. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you remember seeing a picture called High Noon with Gary Cooper? Did you see yeah, that?
1: Yeah, I saw it. That's one of the pictures I liked him in. You did? That was a beautiful picture. Yeah. Yeah, everything was right. Mm-hmm. His acting was perfect. There was nothing unnatural about him. There was nothing far and he created uh, a character of realism. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've got to create in, in Western pictures, realism. Mm-hmm. they got to breathe him. And some of those boys play him now. Uh, not criticizing, but that they just are actors. The reason why the Jim Arnaz may be so, so good on television, and Clint Walker, is because they've never been actors. They mm-hmm. yeah. just took them off the street and put them in the pictures, and, and they trained them. Yeah. But Ward Bond and, uh, and this fellow, uh, Boom, they had been actors on the stage, yeah. and they act.
0: Do you think it looks artificial? Huh? It looks artificial.
1: Yeah, they, 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 they're not artificial to the natural viewers. They, yeah. they like them. Yeah. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But they're artificial to me. Mm-hmm. And they're very good, mm-hmm. as to the public. But the, the, they're not like uh, like uh, Jimmy Stewart would play a part or Gary Cooper.
0: After you got going in your pictures, you tried to bring realism into them, didn't you? You worked together. Yeah, get, yeah, get realism natural. Into
1: them, yeah. I, I try to make them natural, yeah. mm-hmm. very natural. In mm-hmm. fact, I put too much naturalness in them.
0: Really? How do you mean?
1: Well, you didn't get the, the, the effect. I think that the audience wanted a little more bravadocia in them. Yeah. See? Which I finally did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I when I, when I play a, a, a scene, a violent scene between an actor, I try and uh, keep it down to pacification. You yeah. see, mm-hmm. but finally I found out that uh, that didn't go so well. No. So I I made them act a little bit, yeah. mm-hmm. and that went better. Yeah. It was it was just as good for the audience. In fact, better. Mm-hmm. It, it it touched their mentality and physics physical stuff a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole lot of integral parts in in, in putting on a play that, that you've got to understand. Mm-hmm. And then the, I tried, always uh, tried to get heart interest. Mm-hmm. Even though I was a bad man and a thief, I tried to get a touch of heart interest mm-hmm. in there, In in the play. I did not try to make them all cold and callous. And that's what uh, they, they do in these big pictures. They try to get a, a, a trend of heart interest into them. Because yeah. there's nothing better than a person watch if it touches the heart.
0: Did, uh, when these pictures were shown in Niles, did you ever go and sit in the audience to find out what audience reaction no. was? to the, Did you ever do that?
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. We used to run them. We had a screen there in the studio and run them in there. Mm-hmm. We got all our reactions. But I, I knew what the, what the reaction from the Western pictures was, as the time Bronco Billy, from the way they were going with the audience. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I could learn, watching an audience. I did learn a whole lot watching the audience, at Eden's Music, watching the audience uh, uh, viewing the Great Train Robbery. Yes. I got a whole lot from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I got a whole lot of reaction mm-hmm. from their reaction. They used to shout all through the picture. Mm-hmm. Kill him, shoot him, catch him. Mm-hmm. See, he went that way and this way. And, and then when the picture was over, they said, yell, run it again, run it again. In fact, some three or four times watching. They had to run them out of the theater to watch the great train robbery.
0: Was there a particular picture, was there one film that you made that you feel was successful beyond all others? Was there one that was, was a particularly big smash success? You mean in the, in the Bronco Billies? Yes, in the Bronco Billies. Uh,
1: no, I think they all had the same generalities. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that they all... Of course, some would go better with the yeah. audience than the others. Mm-hmm. But I think they all went good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of them stood out. Yeah. Like a, a stage playmate mm-hmm. might stand out. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel that they were more or less family pictures or not? With...
1: Well, I I don't know whether they they, uh, appealed much to the female audience. Yeah. But I know that they were 99% man pictures Mm -hmm. and kid pictures. Mm -hmm. And the women had to look at them because they had nothing else to see. Mm -hmm. They had to take the kids to the theater and they had to watch the Westerns. Yeah.
0: Did you get mail from all over the world? Yeah.
1: I've been getting mail all over from since. I I haven't got the Oscar here. They got it out describing it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of mail. I, show
0: you. I I mean when you were making films in say around nineteen ten or so, did you used to get mail from different parts of the world? Oh right? yes,
1: yeah. Oh. And here here's one letter I got. And he he must have saw the pictures in nineteen eleven too. Mm-hmm. Those kind of letters I cherish. I don't care care much about fan letters.
0: Oh, it's the governor of California.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs>
1: Those kind of letters I, I keep. The other letters I got a bunch of them here. I, sometimes I send them a picture. Sometimes I don't. And here's another letter that I kind of oh boy. I got a letter from a no who. Here's a letter I got, though. I don't uh, I mention that, because that's Oh, are
0: you going to...
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, 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 if I go there, I guess it's better not to mention anything about it. Oh, no. Because I suppose you want me to... The secret would be uh, the, um, the first cowboy in pictures, I suppose. First mm-hmm. cowboy story. Yeah, I got a lot of letters here. remember I was nice. Yeah, it's, this is a letter. I, I like this letter, too, because it, it's one of the clan mm-hmm. They're interesting to read, but... They're nothing to publish. In fact, they did publish that published Publish a nice letter, too. <laughs> That's rather a cute letter. <laughs> huh? Yes. He's a very good actor. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Bronco Billy, for giving well, us I this think interview.
1: I think you've got enough there. By God, that you you got enough to cut it down just so you, But I, I gave a lot of highlights of how the Westerns started yeah. and how the Great Train Robbery. I think that's what they're mostly interested in. They're not so interested in me.
0: Uh-huh. We're very interested in you, and thank you again. Uh-huh. <laughs>